today on CityCast Denver. Air quality monitors in Colorado, you had one job. The main thing the whistleblowers are saying is that their bosses explicitly told them to ignore EPA laws and rules. Yeah, turns out the air quality in Denver could be even worse than we think. And that has real world implications for everyone, especially our kids. Principals are tasked with deciding, maybe we don't let the kids out on recess today. Today is April 2nd, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. Holy cow, it's going to be nice this weekend. Highs of 73 today, 77 on Saturday, and 79 on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, come on, Denver. Can you imagine better weather to watch the Rockies struggle without Nolan Arenado? Well, just get out there and soak up some vitamin D. So remember Monday show when we talked about scooters? A quick development. City Council is still not sold on the idea of giving two scooter companies exclusivity to operate in Denver. Sure, the companies would have to follow certain city rules, but some city council members like Candy Say the Baca aren't convinced this is enough. The proposal is still on the table, so we'll see. Okay, what else do we have here? After years on the Wall Street runway, Denver's very own Frontier Airlines finally took flight on the NASDAQ exchange yesterday. Good luck out there, Frontier. I hope you raise enough money to get some bigger trade tables. <laughs> You're not imagining it, Denver. Our air quality sucks. And according to a recent whistleblower report, it might be even worse than we thought. Our guest on the show today is Michael Booth, environmental reporter with the Colorado Sun. This week, he published an in-depth look at the whistleblower complaint from inside the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, which alleged some pretty serious things about their bosses, like faking air pollution numbers and letting companies put so much crap in our air. Basically, we have standards for how we measure the quality of our air in Colorado, and those standards were being overridden and ignored. Well, Michael, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. We're going to talk about dirty air in Colorado. Yes, I'm, I'm afraid we are. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, so this, the deep dive that you did for the Colorado Sun is, is really a heady read. What exactly are the whistleblowers alleging in this report? The main thing the whistleblowers are saying is that their bosses explicitly told them to ignore EPA laws and rules about what they could model and what should be monitored. And also, in one case, even to falsify data on one particular permit. And that's a very serious allegation, if that you know proves in any way to be true. So those are some of the highlights of things, but they have many cases where they claim this has happened. So it's both a um, individual issue, but also a cumulative thing over many, many permits. And these are permits for companies that run oil and gas, gold mines, things that would be producing pollutants or things in introducing things into the air. Yeah, think big industrial operations like another big polluter are gravel pits and plants that make asphalt, which uh, is made out of petroleum products and uses a huge amount of heat to actually make the product and is just emitting 
large amounts of energy and pollution at the same time. And so oil and gas drilling rigs, asphalt plants, then on an individual level, automobiles and vehicles do this too, but obviously that's a much more difficult thing to control. Is there any way to see, to see or sort of understand why allegedly they would be wanting to fudge the numbers around our air, our air quality and air pollution? I've been asking that. I'm not quite satisfied with the answers we've been getting yet on why that would be the case. Most people seem to think that it's a matter of, again, Colorado leaning too far toward industry for decades. And that from the governor on down, people have been too loose on this for years and years and years. And that that's why we've ended up with pollution problems and ozone and why oil and gas drilling has been allowed to grow so much on the front range. And people have many complaints about that. And that the bureaucracy right now is tilted toward yes, yes, yes on permits. And that what we really need to do is change that bureaucracy, change the people in it, and if necessary, change the rules that provide some guardrails for them so that there's at least a lot of maybe, 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 and a lot more no, no, no when it comes to the permitting. Do you know what the next steps would be? I mean, obviously they have to investigate it, but kind of what would, what, what does it look like the fallout would be from this whistleblower report? There's a few things that need to happen and then a few things that could happen. The EPA now, their Office of Inspector General, takes these whistleblower complaints and then has its own process of trying to figure out how serious is this? Is this real? Are these credible people? Are these credible allegations? How much of our time do we need to spend investigating them? Should we refer it to somebody else? If it looks really bad and it looks like there's a lot of evidence, they can refer it to another agency like the FBI. The Air Pollution Control Division is part of the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, which is an executive branch of Colorado State Government that's controlled by Governor Jared Polis. Mm. Um, there, the executives above this group can ask more questions. They can investigate. They can say, hmm, it does look like we're leaning too heavily in favor of industry. Let's reform our system. The legislature has a role. The legislature decides the budget of the Air Pollution Control Division, and they are now proposing some things right now that would give them more money for monitoring and more money for regulating. There's a lot of neighborhood groups, a lot of environmental advocates joining with lawmakers now saying, we're tired of this. You've put these places in our neighborhoods, which are often low-income neighborhoods, for way too many years, and we've been putting up with it, and they are now finding their voice. And so there's going to be a lot more people yelling about this and debating it and discussing it. And do you know what the health impacts are or what the real world impacts will be on those of us? And we live in Colorado, we breathe this air every day. What does that mean for us? There are many studies showing that we do, especially in central Denver and around the most polluting industries and highways, do have higher rates of asthma, higher respiratory problems. For example, if uh, the, the school nurse at your high school or at your elementary school has your inhaler in her file cabinet uh, for when you need to come in there, you're having a bad breathing day and you come in there and she gives you a shot of the, the good stuff from your canister, they have to record that. So National Jewish can go in there and look at the school records and say, huh, this thing's really spiked all across Denver Public Schools on this day. Let's look and see what the air pollution monitors said on that day. Sure enough, oh. big correlation. 
the they can show that when the air pollution monitors are spiking, the reports of kids going in to get an extra inhaler hit are spiking and that there's a direct correlation. So those kinds of things have given the city um, in the city public health department, which cares about this stuff, more fodder to come in and say, yes, we need to do more monitoring. We need to do a better job protecting the health of our kids, especially who are most vulnerable to this. Wow, that's incredible that we can do that kind of real time connecting to what the impact it is specifically on our children. And it has a real world impact on those schools and those kids. This principals are tasked with deciding, it seems like too much to ask of them with all the other things they have to do, but they are the ones who have to decide, okay, maybe we don't let the kids out on recess today. Um, they yeah. actually have monitors and a real-time feed into their laptops that shows them what the air pollution numbers look like at that moment. And the principal has to decide, okay, kids are staying inside today. Um, I know you've been covering the environment for a long time. Is something like this, this whistleblower complaint story, is it something common or that you've seen before? Or, or sh I mean, I know we should be outraged rightly, but is this something that's you've you've covered before? This one's unusual. Whistleblowers um, can get into a lot of trouble. Um, they can be attacked by their own agency. They can be sort of shunned, and so there are supposed to be laws to protect them. But it's a very hard thing to do for three people to name their own names and call out their bosses by name in a legal complaint that is filed uh, with a, a going over their heads and filing it with the EPA and demanding that they investigate. Um, they don't do that lightly and they get other lawyers who have who, expertise in this field who have done it with other whistleblowers to help them. So it is very unusual and it'll be very interesting to see what kind of discovery happens, what becomes public um, as they look into how much of this can be proven. And I think this is just more of a personal thing when we think about the environment and our own impacts. But um, when we when you learn things like this, has has it changed your behavior at all when you decide to go out? When what your kids do has it has it changed your life? When I mean covering the environment, you, I could see where you could just be terrified all the time. But when you learn something like this, does it change anything that you do in your daily life? Sure. And I think more and more people are getting the app on their phone that shows them the real-time air monitoring and making decisions like, okay, it's 98 degrees, it's 2.30 on a July afternoon. Maybe I'm not going to go on my run right now. Maybe I should have done that at 6 o'clock in the morning. Maybe I'll exercise indoors today. Um, I, you know, It's always easy for me as a slow jogger to say, I'm just going to take the day off and do something else. Um, but a lot of people are making those calculations. And so that does bring it into their daily life. And in a sense, that's a good thing. It makes them realize that policy and government policy and government agencies do have a daily impact on their life. And so maybe they should pay attention. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much. This has been really helpful to understand this story on a little bit deeper level. And I'm glad we could bring it to listeners in a way that's like, hey, also, this is one way you can make sure that you're checking the air if they're not doing it for us, <laughs> got to make sure we do it before we go out for our run, you know? Thanks for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. And hope everybody keeps reading the Colorado Sun. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Read the Colorado Sun, which is where this original reporting um, appeared. After we spoke with Michael yesterday, representatives of the Colorado Latino Forum, Wild Earth Guardians, and 350 Colorado held a press conference to call on Governor Polis and Attorney General Phil Weiser to take immediate action on this whistleblower report. 
In addition to any whistleblower investigation, we believe that there is ample grounds right now to call on the governor and to call on the attorney general to, to take this further. Among other things, they called for the director of CDPHE's Air Pollution Control Division to be fired. I'm calling to both of you to do right by the people of Colorado, to do right by Latinos and frontline and worker people. This is your opportunity, Governor Polis, to turn the page post-COVID, to be part of the solution of undoing the problems of the past, and we ask you both to do that. We reached out to CDPHE for comment on the whistleblower report, and we're going to post the whole statement on our Twitter, at CityCastDenver. But in short, they said, quote, We cannot comment on the specific allegations at this time, but we are committed to collecting all of the facts related to the allegations and resolving this matter. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us and rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. CityCast Denver's producers are Paul Caroli. Hi. And Alexandra McMahon. Hey. Peyton Garcia writes our newsletter. Hello. Our music is by Los Mocochetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. And I'll be back on Monday morning with more news from around the city. <coughs> Excuse me, that air quality. <laughs>